Warning. This podcast will contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. What's going on, Brody? Man, listen. It's been it's been good, man. It's been good. Listen. My Niners. I know this ain't a sports podcast. <laughs> I know. I know. But my talk Niners. Talk, man. Talk you know what I'm saying? Talk, hey, must win to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You come out here, yeah. You go down seventeen to the Rams. Sean McVay should have kept his ass on the bench, trying to go out and celebrate. And after that, he got out scored twenty-seven to three, and my boys winning overtime. So win the playoffs, man. Got the Cowboys. So happy about that. Glad Bama didn't get this win, but but I'm doing good, man. How about yourself, man? Man, first and foremost, man, happy belated. Um, uh, appreciate that. And then second, man, I'm I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Got some, you know what I'm saying? Got some stuff in order in my life, you know what I mean? Uh told you about that off air, man. You know, got that out the way and and underway for real, for real. You know what I'm saying? Gotta uh I gotta wait till February twenty-fourth for everything to be official. But and everything been going great, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just making sure everything is straight. Drop some new NFTs, so been doing good, man. Man, that is great to hear, man. You know what I'm saying? You you on a winning streak, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah, 2 and 0 against COVID. Oh yeah, you know for sure, man. man. I'd like that thing out. Oh, also, then let me tell you, man. So, um I know this ain't a sports podcast, y'all, but you you know what I'm saying? Congratulations on finishing first thing your uh oh, yeah. your fantasy league. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah. Nigga, I went from last to fifth. <laughs> I went from last to fifth, my boy. So yeah, I'm I'm hype about that because you know what I'm saying. I I don't know if I I said it on here or not, but in our fantasy league, you know what I'm saying, it's twenty five dollar buy in, and then uh-huh. um it's an eight man league, but the loser got to eat the uh do the hot chip challenge. I remember you talking about that. Yeah, man. So I was I was a couple games away from you know what I'm saying <laughs> burning my face off. I was so happy, bro. I'm like, bro, if I win this thing, I at least got to get the, the fifth, sixth place. So, um, I ended up I ended up being like uh second to last in the league in regular season, and then in the uh in the playoffs, you know what I'm saying I was in the consolation bracket. So, um, I was last place in the consolation bracket. Mm-hmm. No, I was seventh place in the consolation bracket, and then um. I ended up winning the first uh, two weeks, and then the last two weeks, um, I played my cousin. He was supposed to be in the actual playoffs, but he ended up getting knocked out late in the season. So I played him, and he had one of the best teams in the league. And then I had a last week. Uh, last week, I made a few pickups and a few switches, and it was just in time. The only thing that messed me up was I had Mark Ingram in my lineup when I wasn't supposed to, and I had just – uh, went and picked up um, uh, who was that? I think it was like uh, it was um, Latavius Murray. I picked up Latavius oh, okay. Murray, and he had a hell of a game. He put up twenty some points, and he was mm-hmm. and he was on the bench, bro. Ah, oh. and then I had uh, McCole Hardman. I had him on the bench, 
He put up 20-some points. Then I had the New Orleans Saints defense. They put up 13 for me. But I still end up coming out on top and winning. But boy, it was about to be all bad. It was about to be all bad that week. But I made I made just just the, enough moves to get there, and I still won and still had um, Mark Ingram on the bench, inactive with zero points, and still beat him. Man, listen, I was because see, I I played the the top seed of the other bracket mm-hmm. in the in the first playoff round. You know what I'm saying? Slaughtered him. And then I played the dude that's been number one in the league the whole time. Yeah. Well, me and him, we always had the same record, but he had beat me the first time. And my first yeah. L came to him. So we battled it out. We both, we both 10 and 3. And uh, and so we battled it out. I beat him. But so finished 11 and 3. I only played fantasy for real, for real, two times. Mm-hmm. Both times I played it, I won. I'm telling you, I oh, think I'm nice. GM. I swear to God, I think hey, I'm man, a GM. You, do, you, do your thing, hey, bro. No, you know what I'm saying? MVP, you know what I'm saying? This is my MVP race. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go from third to first. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Number three, I got to give it to him. He gave me a couple bad weeks. But Kyler Murray, he come in third place. He did you know what I'm thing. saying? Then second place, got to give it to my guy, Debo Samuel. You know what I'm okay. saying? For the people that don't know, me and Debo – Pretty much kind of got like the same name. His first name is Tyshawn, and his mm-hmm. son is spelled the way mine is. But that's just a whole other thing. But anything, anyway, come on. Everybody knows number one. Cooper Cup. Man, come on. Cooper Cup is the MVP. Yeah, Big Coop, man. You know what I'm saying? He got the triple crown, man, with the hey, man. Uh, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Yep. Man, my, yep. my MVP was Najee Harris. From Pittsburgh? Man, listen, that was my only weakness on really? my team was running backs. Like hey. my like my number one running back was um was David Montgomery, which oh, he yeah. did pretty good. He, 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 he put up some good numbers this year. Yeah, though. he put he up some good, Yeah, yeah, a couple games. And then he had got hurt for a while. Mm-hmm. And so then I um I had Melvin Gordon the third, which he was just up and, and down, off. man. Yeah, yeah, he was on and off. It was like one week he gave me 22. And mm-hmm. like I needed that that week. I'm gonna mm-hmm. tell you who came on late though. That Saint Saint Brown from yeah. the Lions, not the one yeah. from the Packers, but the Lions. Oh mm-hmm. man, he gave me like twenty and like back to uh, back to back weeks before before he got injured. Though DeAndre Swift was putting up numbers too for the Lions. Yes, but yes. I had Najee Harris, and then um, I had James Conner too. James Conner gave me some great games. Yeah, he did. He, he did. gave me some great yeah. games. He pissed me off because like and, some of those. Um, a dark horse, a dark horse next year for anybody who listen to fan. I mean, do fantasy football. I'm telling y'all now, man, get T Higgins from Cincinnati. Oh, Wide receiver. Yeah. Listen, that boy put up some numbers for me late in the season. He helped me out many a games. So yeah, T Higgins is a good pickup too from Cincinnati. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Sorry to hit y'all with that, man. We just oh, yeah, had we to, we just had to we get had that to, off. Man. We had but, to. Uh, but before we get into the pod, man, we, we late on a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, so first and foremost, I'm going to start in order because this is a movie podcast, movie yep. TV podcast. We got to rest in peace to Betty White. You yep. know what I'm saying? She passed on uh, a day before the new year. So uh, shout out to her. Then also we lost right after that. Well, not right after, but uh, a couple of days ago, we lost Sydney Portier. Mm-hmm. And like two days ago, we lost Bob Saget. Also, so, man, we lost um, the Mac man, Max Julian. Yeah, yeah, the Mac. Yeah, yeah. he he died. I think he died before Sydney Forty Eight. Yeah, he died uh, on New yeah. Year. Yeah, so he was right after uh, 
Betty White. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got any 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 words on them, man? Any um, of those people who stands from, out? I mean, really, man, all four of them, honestly, man. Um, if anybody know me, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know I, I love black exploitation. So Max Julian, him being the Mac, you know what I'm saying? Watching that as a young kid and just seeing, you know what I'm saying, the cool and the um, – you know what I'm saying? Just the poise and everything like that that they had to, to be able to make these movies back then and for him to be a part of that rich history um, is, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's one in a million. Um, he was, if anybody ever seen um, How to Be a Player, he was Bill Bellamy's uncle during the cookout. You know what I'm saying? He was in that. Um, but as far as Betty White, I mean, you it, it really ain't much to be said. Legend. You know what I'm saying? She's been doing this since, like, what, the 40s, 50s? Yeah, like the 40s. You know what she saying? was born so, in the 30s. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was born in the 20s, 20s, late 20s. So, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? For her to be doing, you know what I'm saying, this kind of work since the 40s and 50s and, you know what I'm saying, to finally get her big break with the Golden Girls and then for her to really get the acknowledgement late in her career that she had, you know what I'm saying, that was, um, you know what I'm saying, that's a, that's a once-in-a-lifetime career. Um, Sydney Portier, man. I mean, I don't even want to say legend. That's an icon, bro. Yeah. Like the doors that he that the, the doors he's opened for other black actors and actresses. Um, you know what I'm saying? For him to, you know what I'm saying, be a part of so many other people's careers, and you know what I'm saying, for people to be able to meet him and shake hands and get the wisdom that he had. I mean, that's that's one that I think really hurt. You know what I'm saying? Kind of everybody. You know what I'm saying, in a sense. And then Bob Saget, man. I mean, listen, if you if you guys want to get a good laugh, I know you I know everybody remember Bob Saget from Full House and you know what I'm saying, him being the, you know what I'm saying, the dad and all that, but watch Bob Saget stand up. He's nothing like the dude on Full yeah. House. Like Bob Saget is fucking genius so you know what i'm saying like to to see that loss too and me being a comedy fan to see that loss that that one really stung too but yeah for sure man rest in peace to all of them man um the good thing is that their legacy gets to live on through you know what i'm saying various uh forms of media so we'll always be able to honor them by you know what i'm saying just in, enjoying the work and the art that they put out yeah man uh well said man well said like in like in but for Betty White, like, for her to bring on, like, the first black person on, on uh, I forget what it was. I think it was, like, just regular TV, I think. And, like, mm-hmm. she brought them on. I forgot what she brought them on for. But, like, she got blowback for it, obviously, because this was, like, the 40s and 50s. And she just told people, it, plain as day, deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For her yeah. to do that, to put her career at risk at the time that she did it, because she wasn't the Betty White. You know what I mean? Right. Like she didn't really have that name yet. And for her to do that, for her to, you know, be with civil rights the way that she was, that's another reason why Betty White always uh, was real hard. Um, one role that stands out for me because I used to watch the Gunner Girls a little bit. My grandma used to watch it. Mm-hmm. But like what stood out to me, she was in this movie called The Proposal with uh Ryan Reynolds and um Sandra Bullock. And she was Ryan Reynolds' grandma. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. like yeah. it was so funny because she had she had fell out at the wedding, and like they had airlifted her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wasn't even dead or nothing. <laughs> she was just like, "Look, you need to fix this." And they were like, "You telling me you faked the heart attack?" You like, "Yeah, I had to, well, to get a uh, transportation." I thought that shit was so fucking funny. 
But uh, but like you said, Sidney Poitier, man, he's an icon. Like even though I think the roles that he were taking back then, I think what Sidney Poitier saw, he saw the vision that other people didn't see yet because right. at the time when they were doing those black presentation films, he wasn't doing that. He was doing those other roles where people was calling him you know what I'm saying? Uncle Tom and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they didn't see the vision that he saw. He was like, mm-hmm. yo, if, if I'm doing these roles, yeah, it's going to be easier for black people in the future to get yeah. any kind of role. And also, I mean, you really can't call him Uncle Tom because like he was playing the Moorish King at the time. And that was like for him to play that role in that era. Like that's mm-hmm. huge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of people don't even know who the Moors are. So for him to play that role, and you know what I'm saying, and, and give us a piece of that history is is huge. Yeah, man. And like you said, like everybody know him as Danny uh, Tanner or whatever. But like he told a story on the Dan Levitard show when he came on, um, and they replayed it the other day, and it was so funny. He was like he was doing stand up, and he was like he was in Alaska, and it was a strip club, and he said that the girl, <laughs> he said it was a girl on stage. And she said, he said, all she had was, he said, she had these <laughs> matches. He was like, you know, two matches, over, you know, one on each nipple and one more match, you know, you know what I'm saying, down there. And he said that she lit them, but he said it wasn't like sparklers. <laughs> it was just matches. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, so she lit the matches and then basically was like, all right. Give it up a five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that shit had me dying laughing. But oh man, it was so crazy. But man, rest in peace to all of those people, man. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to get that out before we got started. For sure, man. For sure. Um. So as you guys see in the title, man. Um. We finally getting around to it. Netflix original movie um, in partnership with Heartbeat Productions. Um, Kevin Hart's very own, man, True Story, starring Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes, um, Billy Zane, Theo Rossi, um, and Paul Adelstein. Um, Real quick synopsis, uh, this movie is about a comedic star who is um, enjoying... One of the um, one of the biggest um, times of his life. He's in a movie that's doing very well, and he ends up um, going to a party with his brother. He wakes up, finds a dead woman in his bed, and they try to get rid of the body. And after that, it's just problem after problem after problem. Um, and then towards the end, man, he just basically finds a way to solve the problem. Very true, very true. And I, I, I don't want to start, like, right off the rip with the – because I feel like we – even though we haven't talked anything about this yet, but there is a, a huge, deeper conversation in the mix of all of this stuff, Let's right? So but – the, but the person that I want to start with, if you don't mind, okay. is I want to start with Todd, right? And the reason I want to start with Todd, Todd was his – Manager. Basically, manager, right? Yeah. So, I think that what was great about Ty was Ty wasn't his yes man. Like Ty, in a, looked, in a sense, he kind of was. And yeah, but 
he ended up doing what he asked for, but it wasn't just all right, I'm gonna let you roll with it. Like mm-hmm. Todd spoke his mind. Yeah. And I felt that as a manager, like because the thing I, I don't like I said, I don't want to get deep into him yet, but the thing about Carlton is Carlton was really like that sinkhole brother. You know what I'm saying? He always needed something. He was always in some shit. He always needed some money. Mm-hmm. And Ty realized, like, yo, yeah, he's your brother, but to a certain extent, like, you have to say no to this dude. Like, you have to separate yourself from this dude at some point. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there are a lot of managers who are telling the star that they're managing some of the information that he was telling kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I felt that, like, even when when the whole situation of, you know, when he wanted some money transfer, like, he called his money guy, but the money guy told Ty, and Ty was like, yo, don't do nothing yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think managers are really doing shit like that. So, well, I think, I think to your point, too, also the reason that Ty was the way he was was because this was an ongoing situation between Kid and Carlton. It wasn't like this was like a first time offense. This is just something like, you know what I'm saying? That like even the even the interaction between Carlton and Todd was just like he looked at Carlton as a fucking pariah, like, bro, every time some shit happens, bro, you just so happen to be in it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like this is you like dude is out here working his ass off to make sure he got everything straight. And then here you come, you know what I'm saying, always with your hands out of scene. So I mean, it, it just you could kind of tell and without without them really saying it in the story, but you could kind of see that this was something that was an ongoing occurrence. And Todd was just at this point, he was just sick of it. Like, yo, like you can't keep letting this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Like take and take and take from you, bro. Like this is it, it's not fixing the problem it's really making it worse. Yeah. And what and see, I liked it that about Ty character. He was really like one of my favorite characters in this in this uh miniseries was because mm-hmm. it was just the fact of like he he spoke his mind yeah and even though he spoke his mind i think kid really kind of needed that even though ty got on his nerves from time to time i think he did know that ty he didn't mean no harm by some of the things that he was doing right even though he told he told kid straight up like yo basically he said i don't fuck with carton like right he knew that and then another thing that Ty didn't like was the fact that he was at home. And I think mm-hmm. that's a, a situation that we'll get in uh, a little deeper later in the podcast. But I also think that that is the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure some of these managers, like managers are like rappers, shit like that. They're like, all right, we go into the hometown. I know they're like, here we go. We yeah. don't have family members that don't really be around. Yep. We're going to have cousins that just popping up that's just going to be wanting shit. Mm-hmm. Like, old high school friends are going to be popping mm-hmm. up. And, like, so now these managers be having to manage these situations and tell them, like, look, yeah, you making money from this new movie. Yeah, they want to do a new movie with you, a new superhero movie with you and all this stuff. But at the same time, these funds aren't limitless. Right. Like, they're, right. they're, they're going to run out. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my job is to make sure that you're good and there's going to be things that have to be said that a lot of people don't. And I just thought that Ty was, I just thought that Ty was a real character because it could have, even though this whole thing is, is out of hand, but if Ty would have knew 
what the situation was, I don't think it would have got as far out of hand as it would have gotten. But I can see why kid didn't say anything about it, though. I mean, you can't just tell somebody, you For know, sure. <laughs> it's a dead body well, in your bed. Okay, so first off, under, under I mean, uh, excuse me, out of hand is an understatement. <laughs> let's just let's just get that out the loop because I I I got a beef with this. I'm not gonna lie, the out of hand is, I, I got a beef with it. Um, however, my my favorite character in the whole miniseries was Carlton. Um, I enjoy his character because. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Wesley Snipes because, you know what I'm saying, only somebody of his caliber can actually pull this off. But him being able to go through everything that he's going through with, you know what I'm saying, owing everybody money and, you know what I'm saying, having a, you know what I'm saying, an alcohol problem and, you know what I'm saying, really going through everything that he's going through. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying, doing what he did to kid but really having that genuine love for him because, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, this is still his little brother. You know what I'm saying? It's still somebody that they grew up together. They got memories and everything else. And I think that when, when it all was said and done, I think that he kind of felt like, you know what I'm saying? Everything was like, in a way, the way his, the way he portrayed the character was like, he felt like, woe is me. The world is always against me. You know what I'm saying? I'm always with my back to the wall. And you know what I'm saying? Why me type? You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's how he kind of put that character together. But for me, he kind of kept the story moving along. Like to me, he he was the reason that it was actually as good as it was. I think that without Carlton's character, you don't get any of this. I mean, well, really, we know we you don't get any of this without Carlton's character. But yeah, exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's just like it it really made for um a great story because he you know what I'm saying he did a lot he did a lot mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying him even you know what I'm saying meeting back up with kid and, and linking up with kid back home and you know what I'm saying dealing and, and bringing in the the um the other characters that you know what I'm saying were really brought in because of him you know what I'm saying he really he really created this the story for me like if in in all actuality like i know that kid is the star of the, uh, of the movie but to me i think carlton is really the star of it because like he's the one that that really builds this whole thing up carlton is, is definitely like the lead character yeah because none none of this shit is happening without carlton mm-hmm. and carlton is it's funny that he's your favorite character, but also the deep dive into Carlton is very interesting because mm-hmm. Carlton was really the star first. Yeah, exactly. He was, he, exactly. Was, he was the star football player. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And football plans fell apart somehow, mm-hmm. and it might have been an injury or something. They really didn't. I think. I think that. I, I think he had said what it was but anyway yeah so it was an injury so he messes knee up and then his brother just happens to be a very funny ass comedian and now he's the one that you know make it to that next level and we've already had this conversation on this podcast before about the whole sibling thing about like Mm -hmm. what is it like being that other sibling when the other one is like 
known all around the world. Everybody love them or whatever. Right. And it's like this is a person that you look at like, yo, like, you know, when you fail, I helped you up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when mom, you know, beat your ass for something, you know, mm-hmm. I stuck up for you. So it's like you got that brotherly love, but you also got that resentment of well, in his case, yo, like I was the man first and the shit didn't work out for me. But now you the guy and now I'm asking you to help me out for shit. And it's just like to have that whole mindset of like going to your brother and asking him for like, I mean, the type of money he was asking for. He wasn't asking for, yo, let me get 10,000, Brett. Like, nah, like this dude's asked for 100,000, 300,000, mm-hmm. you know, and shit like that. And and I thought that Carlton dug himself a hole so deep from a failed restaurant that his brother funded. It's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, when it comes to Todd, like, I understood what Todd was coming from. It was like, yo, you fronted this dude a whole business. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault that that business failed. But well, it's like... Well, also, too, man, like, I think one of the most important parts of the movie is when they go meet Gene um, about the video. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gene pulls that, he pulls that article out and he's like, yo, like, yo, you, you was about to go, you know, saying D1 in the temple. Like you had a, a full ride to the temple, D1, like you was about to be the man. He was like, you know, saying you the whole reason that kid's career is what it is today. Exactly. And I think that was a very important part for them to put that in there, because if, you know, what I'm saying like he said, like, yo, if you would have never shown him that movie, he probably would have never even been, you know, what I'm saying the comedian that he is. So. You know what I'm saying? Like them putting that in there and and now giving us that piece of information. Like he's, you know what I'm saying? It shows that he was really responsible for Kid being, you know what I'm saying? Like the dude that he is now because he kind of put that in his ether sphere of, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, check this out. And then now, next thing you know, you know what I'm saying? He took that and, and made it into something else. But, I, and then, you know what I'm saying? On top of that, the, the, um, the other, the, the other side of the coin to that was that, you know, he had everybody around him and he even had kid at one point in time telling them like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You you are the, the, the one that's dragging all this down. So for everybody to be, you know what I'm saying, coming at him with that. And then for that one moment where Gene is like, yeah, you know, you the, you the reason that kid is the man today. So I, I think that was a very important part of, you know what I'm saying, the story too. Because now we know like if it wasn't for Carlton, maybe, you know what I'm saying, kid wouldn't even be, you know what I'm saying, as big as he is. Yeah, like, basically, if he wasn't into his knee up, would yeah. kids still have been the same kid? You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. Or even he could just be a funny guy, but maybe maybe there was more things of the things that Carlton was doing because he was around that really got him to that next level. Mm-hmm. So I think that Carlton was kind of looking at it like, like, yo, like, I'm your brother. Like, if it went for me, you know, type of thing. But even at the same time, it's kind of like, when when is enough is enough? And right. that's what Todd was saying. It was like, yo, like, you fronting him money for this, and then you giving him money for this, and it's just like, mm-hmm. yo, like, you're you're that never-ending cycle of people asking you for money. And it's like, yeah. when you're the cash cow, because what do we always hear from a lot of these people? Like, a lot of these people, we hear like, yo, such and such stop fucking with me because I told them no. Mm-hmm. Or you hear about these guys who never have anybody around them to tell them no, and then next thing you know, they broke. Right. So it's like it happens in these cycles. But and the other thing that sucks about it is it always happened in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when 
when Kyle Culver, um, he was talking on something. And if y'all don't know who Kyle Culver is, uh, a great shooter, one of the great shooters in the league you've ever seen, white white dude, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, play for Utah Jazz, play with Iverson, play with uh, 76ers, all that type of stuff. So he was like, the one thing that he noticed, he said the first year he was in the league, he said he he just heard the guys talking. And they're like, yo, I had to, uh, such and such not talking to me because of this or – Oh, I just said, I bought my mama this. I bought my cousin this. And he was like, what y'all talking about? And they was like, nobody in your family asked you for that? Like, nah. He said, when I got drafted, my parents told me my money was my money. And they mm-hmm. was going to keep working. And it's just, when when you coming from private, uh, if I could talk, <laughs> probably from, from the very beginning, and yeah. then, like, you're that guy. It's like everybody looking at you to pull them up to the level that you are because they're looking or at, at least you like close you made to it. it. Yeah, yeah, or at least close to it. And it's just like you got like we we start out with that pressure right off the rip. And like yeah. a lot of the times it happens, these guys are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And then you got all these people tugging at you. And a lot of times you don't want to say no because a lot of times some people, I mean, even me, like I would be like, Yo, I would want everybody to win. But exactly. at the same time, it gets to a point where it's like, yo, if this shit gonna start affecting me and like now I wanna take a trip or I wanna do something and my money and my money man is like, yo, you know, you, you really ain't got it. Mm-hmm. You know, to like you got it, but it's gonna hurt. You're gonna feel it. And so it's like now you have to start you have to start thinking differently. And that like look, kid had it, but that's not the point. The point is Carlton is never going to stop if right. you never say no. Right. So I think that dynamic between these two brothers who really fed off of each other, it's, I don't know, man. It's like, for me watching it, even though now y'all, look, I ain't got money like that. I'm just saying it's just, you. I've heard so many stories mm-hmm. of either NFL players or ball players or whatever the case may be of They'll say things like, yo, you, you'll find out who, who really fucking with you when, you know, when you tell a person no and how they react to it. Yep. And it's just, it's, it's a sad thing to hear because it's like, yo, like, yeah, we cool or we might be family members or whatever, but like, yeah, if, 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 if I want to, if I want us to go on a trip or something and I want you to go, like, yeah, I'll pay for your ticket. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? What? I'm not paying your your rent all the time or I'm not buying you a car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, maybe if it's something like, yo, you asked me, yo, I'm trying to get a down payment on this. Yeah. All right, cool. But don't ask me to be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to buy me a G-Wagon? Like, yeah, you, you know too. what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, like, I, I help you get something started, but, like, don't look at me to, you know, so I don't know, man. Like, when I, when I watched it, like, a lot of that stuff was going through my mind of, like, and like that's how I thought of Carlton, but at the same time, when you found out that Carlton was really like the man first, then it was like it kind of oh, changed yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. So what did you think about um we got we got in the tie, we got in the Carlton. What did you think about Kid, man? Um in this movie, he's a world famous comedian. He's on, you know what I'm saying, on the brink of um 
Well, really, he he's the man at this point. He, you know, what I'm saying he just did a movie. The movie ended up being one of the best selling movies of all time, of course. And you know, what I'm saying he's on tour on in the midst of all that. You know, what I'm saying and he's just basically navigating through life before the incident happened. What did you think of his character and um and how you know, what I'm saying everything kind of played out with him? Well, kid is Kevin Hart. Yeah, <laughs> except we Kevin Hart never played a superhero. Um, so I thought that that was I thought that that was interesting. But what I did like about this role, even though he's done this a couple of times, and he just did it not too long ago with Fatherhood, where mm-hmm. he's playing like this. He's not really even though because I said this to you before you had watched it. I was like, "Yo, he's a comedian, but this is not a comedic movie." Not at you know all. What I mean? Yeah, so it's all. it's more of a drama thriller type of thing. And so I did enjoy that part of it because you always see that transition. And I think to see a person like to see how diverse they, they are, mm-hmm. I always think that's interesting. Uh, especially like like I told you, one of my favorite films, which I am surprised we have not done this shit yet. But the number twenty-three. Mm-hmm. I think that's Jim Carrey's best movie. Like, I think he killed that movie. Yeah. And, um, but so it was nice to see him play like one of those type roles. There is some things that he does done in here that I just think that it's just ain't no way in hell that this happened. Oh but goodness. okay. Oh my goodness, please. Go but, ahead. but, uh, but to get, uh, before we get there, but my biggest thing about kids. And and I hope people this if anybody get anything from S. Foster today, I want y'all to get this. What the one thing that I loved about this film is the fact of these fanatics, these fans, y'all got to understand these are real fucking people. One hundred percent. Okay, they have real problems just like we have. Mm-hmm. Us regular everyday working people that have the same fucking problems, they just on a different type of scale. This dude was going through a divorce. His wife, ex-wife, is just was seen with a, a, a ball player. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So now he's dealing with the fact of she's moving on. She's, you know, she got my son. I'm not seeing my son like I want to. My brother's asking me for money all the time. There comes a point of time where it's like, yo. They don't want to take a fucking picture. Yeah. They don't want to sign an autograph. They have bad days too. And I mm-hmm. think that people have to understand they have bad days. They have shit going on in their life. Like for us, it's like, yo, if our girl is cheating on us or whatever, it's just a couple motherfuckers like around the way to know. Like yeah. the whole world just saw this dude ex-wife mm-hmm. with a ball player. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So now he's being talked about on TMZ. He's being talked about on this. He's been talked about on that. He go on Instagram. Everybody's tagging him and shit. Shade room. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I just think that people, that's why I've already told you, dude, I've never been the person who's like, if I see a famous person running up asking for a picture, boom, boom, all this type of shit, I'm just not that type of guy. I mean, right. The only fucking picture I got was like I got a picture with 85 South Show dudes, but that was because I had MVP ticket, uh, not MVP, but uh, VIP tickets, and I got mm-hmm. to go backstage and get a picture. But it's like 
like you never know what's going on in their life. Right. And like that's that was my biggest takeaway. It's like this dude had to go on stage, do interviews with a murder going <laughs> got yeah. a murder in his head when he's yeah. trying to fucking put put a you know what I'm saying? A, a body. Like a body. This, this dude got a body, my guy. Really two. He got two bodies. And he has to put on. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's that's my one thing that I want to speak about, kid. Man, what what about you, man? What's your feelings on kid? Um, first and foremost, salute to Kevin Hart. Um, True. it wasn't the it wasn't the greatest acting job in the world, but for him to, you know, what I'm saying actually played a straight man in the movie and actually, well, not even a straight man because it really wasn't no comedic roles. It was more so just for him to actually take into, you know what I'm saying, into doing a dramatic role and, you know what I'm saying, playing as serious as possible, I was actually impressed with it. You know what I mean? It was it was, it was was very impressive to me. I thought that he did a great job playing kid. I thought that, um, especially for his first dramatic role, I thought that it was smart to kind of keep him in his own wheelhouse, something that he's actually doing in real life so he can actually have the emotion and, the, and you know what I'm saying, and the stresses of everything that was happening. He can, you know what I'm saying, it's a little bit easier to reenact that if this is something that you've been through before or, you know what I'm saying, this is something that you're currently going through. So I think that for him to, you know what I'm saying, show his chops was, was pretty good. Um, the character itself, I like the character. Um, I thought that the important thing that they did in the movie was not really show him doing the, doing a lot of the whole joke thing. Like we mm-hmm. seen, of course, we seen him on stage. We seen when he did the when he had the whole bomb set. I mean, the, um, the bomb set or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? He did a he did a little quick set at the um, at the little charity foundation thing. But just to see him kind of go in and out of. I got all of this stuff on my mind. I can't really focus. Yo, I just need a break to back to, you know what, man? Everything good now. We fixed everything. Let me go apologize to the people. Make sure, you know what I'm saying, they know that there wasn't no harm meant. Da-da. And then they even go back again to, oh, shit, now it's fucked up because somebody got a video. Then they, you know what I'm saying, jump back. So to jump in and out of that and to show the different emotions that he showed, I think he did a great job. I like kid um, all around. Um. But we we got to get into the 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 nonsense, bro. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, we got to get we got to get into the nonsense. First and foremost, he choked him with a charger cord. <laughs> and shout out to and shout out to Billy Zane too, bro. Because Billy Zane is one of them dudes that I don't think he gets enough credit for being the um, the pompous asshole in the role yeah. that he plays. You know what I'm saying? He, he, was, he was an asshole in Titanic. Yeah, yeah I'm about to say you took it right <laughs> in my mouth. He, he was an asshole in Titanic, man. Um, usually anything that he plays in, he's playing that, except for like I think the only role I seen him in was like the Phantom, where he was like the weird superhero dude with the purple suit. But uh outside of that, man, I think Billy Zane, bro, he's just he he does a great job for him to for him to kind of set the tone of the film. Um, with his character, the way that he did the Ari do, I thought that that was great because you kind of got a feeling of where this story was going to go just based off of that conversation that they had when he was trying to extort him um, for, for getting the body out the way. And then 
Um, like I said, choking them out with the car charger. I thought, I mean, with the car charger, with the with the phone charger. I thought that that was crazy. Um, the fact that he was just the, the stuff that he was doing. Like he took a soundstage box and brought it to his room, so they could put <laughs> the body in it. Then, like they take the body and go all all throughout the ins and outs in the in the back ways of the hotel, which I don't know how famous you are, but I'm sure like you just can't just walk in and out of the hotel like that. And they and like they was having access to like all kind of shit. Yeah. It wasn't even like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like it was just it, they, it was some stuff like they using the service elevator. Yeah, I'm like, bro, like how <laughs> how are they getting access to all these things? So like it was it was certain stuff that was crazy. Then the um. Then the, the the fight that they had in the, in the apart in uh, Carlton's apartment, I'm like, this nigga ain't got no neighbors or nothing. Like, what's right. like, what's really going on in, in in this community where you know what I'm saying he can do all this and nobody hears nothing that's going on. They yeah. fighting at eleven o'clock at night and no nobody hear this. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying that that threw me off. And then uh, what else? Oh. He he shot the two dudes in the head. Just I mean, just pow pow. His first two shots, and it just so happened to be headshots on both of them. You know what I'm saying? Um it, it was just it, it was a lot going on, but when they when the two brothers was torturing dude in a random garage somewhere, I'm like, what who who is who is writing these scenes specifically? That's what I wanted to know. Whoever that was, he should be ashamed of him or or she should be ashamed of herself. Cause it was some of the some of the scenes in the movie was just it was too non believable. This, this is uh this is so true. It it was a lot of stuff that was just like yo like, are you kidding me? And then like, even the whole like the charger thing is is probably the most. It's just like, come on, like really, like these charges are pretty strong. But this dude, Billy Zane is not a small guy. No, you know what I'm saying Billy Zane's like like six three, six four. Like he's a yeah. big dude, and he put on some weight for this role too. Yeah, and it's like and you just choke them out. Like like, come on, man. Um, but I did like how dramatic they made it. Um, mm-hmm. it, it took it took him a good, you know what I'm saying, minute fifteen seconds to die. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. So they they really they really uh drugged that out. So I thought that that was dope. But yeah, it was a lot of things that happened. Was like, yo, like, come on. Like, ain't no way. He gets the shot perfectly and then have to put on right after that. Soon as he go around the corner, he's, he has the time to put his brother's head up on there. And they shot my brother, man. They shot my brother. And I'm like, okay. I, now, I thought that, that that was the best acting job that he did, like, throughout the whole film was that mm-hmm. one part right there. You know what I'm saying? To have to put on right after you just shot your brother. You know, so I thought that that was good. But the other shenanigans, man, is the whole fact of, it's like I'm not this. I'm not gonna see and try to say I'm the smartest man in the world. But for you, you go out. To, you go out to uh to a club with your brother, mm-hmm. right? You tell your brother, "Yo, I've been going to therapy." That's another thing. This dude is sober. You know what I'm saying? So he also is going through that while he's dealing with a breakup. Right. So he's sober. Ah, oh, come on, bro. bro we got to celebrate. You, you my big brother, yo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I told you I, I had a little problem with drinking, mm-hmm. I'm not drinking, yo. Right. 
you of all people as the big brother supposed to be like, you know what? Hey, give my brother a club so. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be supportive. But nah, nah, man, nah. We 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 drinking tonight. We drinking tonight. So you force your brother to drink. But anyway, so to get to the shenanigans, why are you in my room, bro? We grown ass man. I don't need I got I got a girl in here naked. I don't need you coming in the room. And you just gonna come in here and tell me, yo, she dead, bro. Oh my goodness. What you doing checking what you checking the vitals for? Yeah, that's the thing that threw me off too. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie about that. Cause I'm like, he wake up, hey man, she dead. Hold on, nigga. What? What like what like what are you what are you even doing in here? How you know she dead before I know she dead? And come on. Like that's when I knew something caught it, man. Like it just don't make sense. Like who who does that, dude? Like who yeah. who check a girl's vitals that's like, come on, man. That's- See, that's how that's how I knew something wasn't right, bro. That's how I knew something was up, man. Because first and foremost, right, did you see the cart that they took her out in? Yeah. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. I, I like I knew I knew that there was something. I knew right then and there. I'm not trying to say I I I knew everything because I didn't know everything that was gonna happen, but I knew it. Carlton had something to do with this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, from the whole fact of like, because my whole thing is that would have been my reaction. Like, you coming in, bro, bro, she dead. What do you do? First of all, why are you even checking to see if she even breathing? What, you was going to try to smash like in mm, the middle mm, of the night? Mm, yes. You know what I mean? Like, like what? Like what's really going on? Like, why are you even in here? Like, that would have been my whole thing. I would have been tripping off like, damn, she dead. That's fucked up. But why are you in here? Wait a minute. Like, this is another thing. Nigga, why wouldn't you just call the cops? See, he tried to explain to him, like, yo, like, you're going to be all in the news. It's not going to look good that you've been drinking, and then you just wake up to a dead girl. It's like, yo, if this girl doing some drugs, they ain't got nothing to do with it. They ain't got nothing to do Nigga, with it. Nigga, I didn't do no drugs. You can test my blood. Listen, I'm innocent. All I did was take this bride home. Next thing you know, I wake up. She gone. Exactly. Now, the best part of all that would have been to find out that she wasn't dead to begin with. Exactly. And that's the whole thing that we found out, you know what I'm saying, a couple of episodes in. Mm-hmm. Like, like my whole thing with her, like, I mean, she's going through a rough time. Dude tell you, yo, my brother going to give me this. I just need you to. You know that saying? was his girl, man. That was. The, man, listen. That was Carlton's girl. Yo, that's fucked up what, what they end up doing to it, though. You know what I'm saying? What Ari and them brother end up doing nah, to it. Nah, nah, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. She deserved <laughs> it. She deserved it. I'm going to tell you why she deserved it. First and foremost, this nigga get any amount of money he want from his brother to begin with. Yeah. Why didn't you just go to your brother and say, look, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm in deep. I'm trying to get everything back right. I just need you, you know what I'm saying, to help me out with this money. Everything would have been straight. Dude, see, but this is the thing, though. Greed, man. At the end of the day, greed is, is, is one of the hugest, like, sins. Like, that's what gets everybody the most is the greed. Because mm-hmm. so he owed R&M brothers 
What was it? It was a. Uh, but it was three hundred thousand. It was three hundred thousand. So he owed them three hundred thousand. So he owed them three hundred thousand, but he also needed a couple hundred thousand to get the restaurant back up. Mm-hmm. Right. And he owed old girls some money for doing everything. That, but what I'm saying is like, okay, for him to even for Carlton to even come up with the plan of like, okay, so the blackmail money was going to be spread out through Carlton and Ari. Mm-hmm. And Carlton was going to pay old girl some of that money mm-hmm. from that. So it's just like, that's that's the greed part. Because in all actuality, all he was really supposed to do was be like, bro, look, I got some private investors. That's it. I I I, I don't have the money. You know what I'm saying? That phone get them 300000 they're going to kill me. And well, I not think, even that. You could have lied and just be like, man, if, if you, don't, you know what I'm saying, if we don't come up with the money, they basically going to pull out the deal. It's all kind of ways you could have went about this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all kind of ways you could have went about this. But greed. Greed, yeah. greed always be the whole thing. And, like, that's how this whole thing even started, man, was, was it just it was really over greed. And, and I, get, I get kids thing because it's like, I think what really fucked it up for Ari is the fact of like the 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 fuckery. You know what I'm saying? Like all mm-hmm. the little funny things that he would he would say. You know what I'm saying? And, and just knowing that he got this over his head, it's like, yo, I can't deal with you, man. Like, like right. I don't want like there's certain people who let certain people blackmail them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this is the person was like, yo, I just refuse for you, not, not just anybody, but you to blackmail me. And I think that that was his whole thing was because he was being so much of an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, I gotta keep giving you money? Nah, bro. Yeah. Nah. I rather, I rather, I rather catch another body mm-hmm. and put him up. But he didn't know how connected Ari was oh, because. Man. Because at the end of the day, Ari ended up being friends with Carlton, but Ari's brothers don't really fuck with Carlton. Right. But at the same time, Ari, if we're gonna get into Ari, Ari felt like the like the long wolf, like his brothers was really like the mastermind. Like they were the ones who really did everything. Mm-hmm. And they just sent Ari on like these, I don't want to call them dummy missions, but like I mean, you know, small time stuff. Yeah, they were like, dummy yeah. missions. Yeah, they were sending him on dummies on uh, small deal stuff, mm-hmm. and like they did the big stuff. And I think that he was just like, okay, so I can make a score with your brother that you don't mind, you know, screwing over, right. and I can make me some extra money on the side that my brothers ain't gonna get. Because I don't think that they was gonna give Ari any any of that three hundred thousand. Like, well, so that was probably you know it was gonna be split between them two. And you know whatever they do, I like all I know is they had a club. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know what I don't know what else I don't know what else they had their money in, but is I think that if he wasn't such an asshole and he wasn't going through all the stuff that he was going through at the time, he might have would have paid him. But I don't blame him for not paying mm-hmm. him. But to kill him with with. <laughs> With an iPhone charger, man. Oh, like, 
Um, what what did you think about um? What did you think about Gene? Oh, psycho. Um, play play by Theo Rossi, man. You know what I'm saying? He's been in some in some movies. You know what I'm saying? He did he did a good job in um in Luke Cage, man. Yeah. The first season. Yeah. He did a really good job in that. Yeah. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Dude was on Sons of Anarchy, Army of the Dead. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, Luke Cage, you know what I'm saying? He played a great job doing shades. Um he's been in a couple other things though, but this one specifically, I think, was um, a great role for him playing the fanatic gene. It kind of showed you just how, I don't want to say lost, but how caught up some of these people can be in a celebrity's life. You know what oh. I'm saying? They showed like all of the stuff he was collecting and, you know what I'm saying, all of the stuff that he was, um, you know what I'm saying, that all the memorabilia and, and everything else that he was keeping from kid, like, and at first it seems like, oh, this dude is a is a fucking stalker, psycho ass fan. But then, you know what I'm saying, he tells the story of how, you know what I'm saying, he basically was like, yo, you know, my sister died, but you know what I'm saying, the only thing that made her smile and made her laugh was this, you know what I'm saying, this comedian. And so, you know what I'm saying, once she passed, you know what I'm saying? The same thing. I, I kind of went into a depression, was ready to off myself. Well, I don't want to say off myself because that's kind of rude. Um, I was ready to kill myself. And then next thing you know, you know what I'm saying? The same thing happened for me. You know, he kind of brought me out of that depression. He, he kind of brought me out of that funk. And so for him, you know what I'm saying, to always show up, to always be there for, um, you know what I'm saying, for, for anything that kid did, I thought that that was very interesting. But finding that out later on in the, in the story, it kind of showed you just sometimes not really directly connected, but how indirectly connected some of these fans are with these celebrities. The fact that, you know what I'm saying? He was on the verge of um, killing himself and, you know what I'm saying? Just a, a simple couple laughs kind of changed that around for him because of him watching a stand up with kid. So I thought that that was a, a very interesting dynamic that they had. And then, even when him and Kid actually start creating that friendship, when he, you know what I'm saying, even though we knew that Kid was doing that for the video, I think that he was genuinely really actually like, okay, he really ain't that bad of a dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, really show love. Like, and I think that going back to the scene where he was talking to Carlton about the, you know what I'm saying, the sports article, I think that he kind of seen that because they was about to kill him. But he kind of seemed like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Like, this dude really just, you know what I'm saying? He just want to be recognized as, you know what I'm saying, a fan and a friend. So I think that him with Kid turning that around the way that he did, you know what I'm saying? I thought that that was great for Gene because now he's, you know what I'm saying? He was to the point to where he really had, you know what I'm saying, like a friend. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and you could tell, like, he was one of those loner-type dudes who really didn't have too much nothing going on. He was living in the motel. So for him to be, you know what I'm saying, around that and for Kid actually finally really show him some love, I thought that that was, you know what I'm saying, a, a cool way of going about the business that he was trying to get. And eventually he ended up getting the video erased, and then he had to worry about it. Unfortunately, you know what I'm saying, Carlton ended up getting him killed. But what do you think that – um, what do you think about his character in this – in his whole story. 
Uh, the rundown was good. I agree with you, but personally, it's scary, man. Like, yeah. Um, th- there are people. I don't. I don't even. I was about to say admire because I, I, I just don't admire a look up to any person like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like I looked up to my dad and shit. But like, that's my dad. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, I was with him every, you know, almost every day. So it's like that's different. But, but like, for a person that's just an entertainer, like I get, like they might get you through. You know what I mean? I don't even think any movie or comedian or anything that can get me through a rough time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get, I get the the whole thing of you know it made his sister laugh, but like. I just, I just think that's freaky. Just to have to have that much stuff from somebody to know this much about a person that you never met. Because I'm, I'm of the whole thing of like, I'm not trying to, you know, change the topic here, but like, how, how some people would like ride for like, like Donald Trump or whatever, and it's like, mm. yo, you never met this guy, and you're mm. willing to get into a fight, like a, a straight up fight with somebody yeah. over a person that you don't even know. Like, it's it was it it was it, it's just it's eerie, and I think that fans like that are why certain entertainers and stuff like they might not like doing you know the VIP shit where where fans get to come backstage, but you you have to do it because it's like you got this obligation of where you want people to keep coming to your shows because you mm-hmm. give them a little bit of access, like even when like. That's just like when um when Jalen Hurts walking off the field the other day, and that and like everybody's talking about the uh the stadium like malfunctioning or whatever. My thing is, why the fuck are y'all leaning over this thing to even get that from this guy in the first place? Are you yeah. grown ass men? Yeah, like y'all are grown ass men, and you freaking out to get a handshake or a hand tap from an athlete. It's just like. Fuck that, man. Like, you, I'm looking at it like you made it somewhere where I was trying to get. You know what right. I'm saying? I didn't I didn't have the brakes. Yeah. But that don't mean you better than me. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not leaning over a, a, a damn rail to get a hand slap from you. Oh my god, I'm never gonna wash this hand again. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, it's eerie to me. I Gene now, now the actor, he did a great job playing him. Like he's right. he's really good, but like just those people that are, are obsessed with a person like that is just it's just it's eerie to me. And I think that that's why like a lot of people are like like uh I remember um Eminem did this one thing, I forget it was for this movie or something. He had a little cameo like but he also would talk about it all the time. It's like, yo, I'm in the bathroom and I'm trying to take a picture. I think it happened in this too, where it's like, yo, somebody asking for a picture. In the fucking bathroom, my guy. Yeah, I'm holding my dick, and you asking me for a selfie. Well, I mean, remember, I mean, like, and, and even when, even you know, what I'm saying like Eminem creating the song "Stand," you know, what I'm saying yeah. about a dude who's like Gene is staying, man. Yeah, basically, yeah, like a, a dude who is just like super, super caught up in this, you know, what I'm saying in the life of this one person, so much so that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it's borderline stalkers. Yeah, I, and and I just think that, you know, we have to realize and understand 
that there are boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you can be a fan of someone to the point where it's it's not, you know, to the extreme. Like, yeah, you can like the way to to be that type of fan is to support everything that they do. Right. You know what I'm saying? They come out with merch, buy all their merch. You know what I'm saying? They they support a line of something, you support that line. Mm-hmm. If they going on shows and you can afford it, go to their shows. But right. you don't have to go to the lengths of what Gene did. I mean, to be standing outside. Like, that's why I, t- I think I told you this before. Like, yo, I could never work for TMZ. Like, yeah. I think that is some of the, the scum work of everything. But it's like, even when he would come out the hotel and the people just taking pictures of him coming out the hotel, like, I couldn't do that job. Right. I don't care how much money you pay me. That that's not me. That's not me to be sitting here taking pictures of somebody coming out of a damn hotel room. It's mm-hmm. just like, but Gene was always there. And it's like yeah. to me that it, it's eerie. Like the actor did a great job playing it, but I just think Gene, the character, is is I don't know, man. I I'm it's it's just it's just eerie to me. It's weird. It's yeah, weird, really, really weird. Yeah. All right, man. So, um, are you ready to do these fire flames, brother? Yeah, man. Let's rate it. Let's do it. Yoga fire. Yoga flame. So, man, um, our fire flame segment is basically um our rating system on each movie or TV show that we review per episode. Um, it goes from a one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. And of course we use the flame emoji. You too can also rate, um, per episode, just, um, send us your rating with however many fire flames you got one through five. Make sure you put the title of the episode in and add us at viewer nine pod hashtag fire flames. Um, so I'm gonna go first, man. Listen, um, this movie pissed me off first and foremost, okay? Because it seemed like every episode it just got worse and worse <laughs> and worse. And I it, listen, th- it, this movie was giving me anxiety. I was just like, God damn, he can't catch a break, man. Like, soon as you know, what I'm saying you think he out, they pull him right back in with some nonsense. Um, but I think that that was good. You know what I'm saying? Like we say all the time, man, anytime it gives you emotion, anytime it, um, makes you feel anything, it has to be good. You know what I'm saying? They're doing their job because that's what they're supposed to be doing. So, um, Kevin Hart, Wesley Snipes, it was good to see Wesley Snipes back in the, in another movie, you know what I'm saying? Actually getting a lot more time this time. Um, and actually playing a, a role instead of playing like some goofy shit. Uh, I think, you know, saying the addition to Billy Zane, he did a great job. Theo Rossi, of course, did an awesome job. Um, shout out to Lauren London, who played a small part in this one. Um, I'm going a, I'm to a go, go three and a half. Man, listen. We here, man. Yeah, I'm going to go three we and a half. We here. Because it's, it's, would... it's not a bad movie. Yeah, it's just it's just it's certain things in the movie that you just kind of looking like, 
Uh, it's it's some things they could have fixed, but it was it was it was still like I said, it was still a good movie, and I'm still impressed with Kevin Hart. But I'm giving it a a, a three and a half. Same here, man, and and I agree with you. It's it's not bad. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm giving it a three point five because there's certain things where it's just like okay, this is kind of tacky. Like the biggest thing to me was like, why you checking vitals with this girl sitting beside me? It's just like that's just weird. Um, and also, man. The the one thing that that pissed me off, but it was also realistic, and we didn't talk about it. But uh, the Herschel character, yeah, like him yeah. and Herschel had like a good relationship, but then at the end of the day, he blackmailed. Yeah, and it's just like I tell y'all, some of the worst shit that I've ever ever dealt with in my whole entire life. This is the mm-hmm. worst shit I ever dealt with, and the first thing to come to your mind is, what was you gonna pay that dude? I think it was three point five million or something. No, like six that. million. Six million. He was like, "We'll pay it to me because I could tell what you just told us." Mm-hmm. And it's just like all this time we working out together. You with me every day. You mm-hmm. you like my right hand man, and now you extorting me for six million. And he's like, "Look, I'd rather give him six million mm-hmm. than to give that dude six million. Right. I get what he's saying, but at the end of the day, that's fucked up, and that's why I say. People, a lot of times, like they they don't care about you. Yeah, well, shit, that's what he said too. He said people don't give a fuck about you; they just want you to put on the show. And he said, "I'd be damned if anybody stopped mine." Exactly. So that that really that really pissed me off. But at the same time, it's like I can see that happening. Yeah, like I am not shocked one bit um, of what happened right there. But like I say, like we saying the same thing. It's it's not a bad movie, y'all. No, not at all. But at the same time, um, every everybody did a uh, a really good job. It's it's great to see Lauren London back working again, mm-hmm. even though you hear her voice more than you actually see her. Right. But um, but just for her to be back out there doing her thing, um, that's great. And um, I don't know, man. It, it it's just funny. We it's funny we got the same rating, man. Yeah, we, that we both sit in the three point. I will I will say this though. I do want to see Kevin Hart in more roles like this. Um, I I think that he carried the movie just fine. You know what I'm saying? That that to me was not an issue throughout the movie. None of the acting was bad. No, there was no bad acting in this movie. Um. And once again, a huge shout out to Theo Rossi, man. Like he did a great job playing Gene. Yeah. Like the fact that he went above and beyond to play like the role that uh, he he had the fanatic down pack. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so, you know what I'm saying? Everybody did a great job, man. Wesley Snipe, once again, bro. Like come on, man. Like you you can't go wrong with a legend like that, bro. So. You know what I'm saying? It was it's a great movie. I think people should definitely go watch it, you know what I'm saying, and check it out for yourselves. Um once again, man, let us know. Uh, one through five, use the fire emoji. Make sure, you know what I'm saying, you tell us what the title is of the episode that you're talking about, and then make sure you put hashtag view anon or viewers anonymous. Um, make sure you add us as well. And um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. We'll make sure we read your review. Or even if you just got a, you know what I'm saying, a take on the movie or show that, you know what I'm saying, we're doing, just make sure you add us and hashtag viewers anonymous or view or not. Um, so let's get to coming soon, man. Let's do it. 
Coming soon. Coming soon. So, um, our next episode, man, um, it'll be Friday. We doing a appreciation for the great Omar Epps. You know what I'm saying? One of the big dogs in the game, man. Dude been doing it a long time. Um, great, great filmography. Great filmography. He, he has some. He has some some heaters in there, man. You ready to do this one? Man, definitely, man. And um, for the people that don't know, uh, we're coming up on the anniversary of Juice. Thirty year anniversary will be uh, the seventeenth on Monday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Omar L's first movie. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Fresh, like literally fresh out of film school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He he did this, and for him to be the main person, mm-hmm. how he killed that movie and the career that he was able to carry on up until uh I mean the last thing I seen him in was uh was Ra- raising Canaan. Uh, I know you ain't in the whole you ain't in the no, whole universe. Yeah. But um but that's the last thing I seen him in. And Omar Epps man is just one of those dudes where like he he came at the perfect time because the early 90s was that time where there was a it, it really started with with uh boys in the hood. Well, yeah, it started with him, but like Boys in the Hood really kind of started this this trend of like oh, yeah, all yeah. of these black movies of yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean, like Jews, Menace to Society, Fresh, like all those movies really happened because of Boys in the Hood. And, well, I mean, but just not even that man. It was just like an influx of black film at the time. Yeah, and Omar you know was just about in everything in the yeah, 90s. He was he was in the center of it, man. He was he was one of the big dogs. Him, Tay Diggs. Um, yep, Tay Diggs. Yep, West, Morris well, Chestnut. Yeah, Morris Chestnut. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a bunch of them, man. He but he was definitely like right there in the center of it, man. Um, so. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a dope, but we're gonna go down memory lane with this one, man. Oh yeah, definitely. We're gonna have fun. And and we definitely gotta cause if hopefully y'all been here since then and y'all noticed the change and look, we don't know if y'all like the change because y'all don't say nothing. But <laughs> um we, we definitely gonna be revisiting juice, man. Um have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause we done juice, but the way we did it, we did it, you know, the old format where we did the whole movie, but like there's there's things that that's just like people have to realize. Ju- Juice is a is a fucking classic. Man. It yeah. is a classic. And and Omar Epps, um, I would say, and we're in the podcast, but like I would say, like he's one of those people who are when when we decided to start doing these appreciation episodes, it was really for people like this. Like, yeah, yeah we're we going to do the, the big people like Denzel, which we done, yes. He's not to Denzel's stature, but to, like, people like us. Like, yeah. Omar Epps is like a legend to us because we grew up on exactly. Omar Epps. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, he was like he was like our guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he played in the type of movies that we really fuck with, like, mm-hmm. when he was coming up. So, you know, we may feel differently about a guy like Omar Epps than like a guy like Leonardo DiCaprio because it's kind of like, yo, like this dude was in, in too deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's just like Nigga, that's he was he, on um, ER, bro. Yeah, and like in, in a movie for me, like even though you know Bill Simmons now they they trashed the movie, but 
the program. I love the program, man. That was mm-hmm. one of my favorite college movies, man. Was, mm-hmm. uh, was the program, you know what I'm saying? He was Darnell Washington, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The freshman running back that stole the dude girl in her damn running uh, starting spot. So yeah, you know. So this is gonna be fun, man. And also the you know the revisit uh higher learning man. Let me shut up, man. We gonna be here all night. Yeah, but say we we gonna <laughs> the pod, man. But um, so yeah, you know what I'm saying. Make sure you know um. You guys tune in for that episode. Um, and then last but not least, man, make sure you follow us on all our social media, um, on Twitter and Instagram at view and nine pod on Facebook at VA pod watch group. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at schools Bronson and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash schools Bronson. Or if you have the Twitch app, just search schools Bronson, hit that follow button. Um, also man, check out my Twitter page for the NFTs. I got them up. I got them ready. Um, I just put out a new collection, so go check that out. Yes, sir, man. Keep uh, keep up the good work, man. But uh, also, y'all Thank can you, check sir. me out at uh, s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod on, Insta- on uh, Instagram. The last podcast I put out, man, I put out that JFK episode, uh, revisited. So, you know what I'm saying? I felt real good about it. That was just one of those podcasts where I felt I had a really good flow. So it's a lot of information put out there. Um, hey, yo, that, real quick, didn't we talk about? Uh, didn't didn't I bring up uh, JFK's wife last? Yeah, week? yeah, yeah. Okay, you did. Just making sure. Just making you did because sure. you remember I said it was ironic that you brought that up because I was like I just finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay, JFK was, that's, that's why I was asking. Yeah, we 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 got hoaxed, man. We got hoaxed in history. But go ahead, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so y'all, man, please check out the episode. Y'all can you know just. Just see how crazy I am. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to all the information that I know just about a damn president that got shot back in 1963. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, I'm you know, you know how you be going down that wormhole of um of like space and like mm-hmm. all that type of shit. Like like that like that was my shit, man. So y'all uh, go check out that last episode. It was episode sixty eight of Stole the Time. Damn. See? <laughs> Too many pods, man. Too many pods. Man, go check out episode 68 of the 28 <laughs> Minutes or Less podcast, man. For sure, man. Um, yeah, man, make sure y'all, you know, send support. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, you will be able to watch soon. I kind of jumped the gun last episode, but don't fret. Um we waiting on the approval from uh, Anchor and Spotify. As soon as they do, uh, do that, those um, episodes will definitely be up. You'll be able to watch us if you like to watch. And if not, you can still listen to us. Um, but, you know, so we're going to keep hitting y'all with this content with the left and right. So, uh, yeah, man, keep downloading, keep streaming. We greatly appreciate it. And like they say in Hollywood, man, that is a wrap. Good.